spiritual heart. Within us is a spiritual heart, not just a physical heart. What are we doing, junior church? I did not forget the pastor was not notified. Uh, You said you wanted to. It was never said you would do it. Wow. So again, (laughs) starting over, I want to talk about spiritual heart. Um, That's why I really feel the Lord going. And and the spiritual heart is such a tricky thing because um, this is where we really live out of, but it's not often seen. Uh, And oftentimes what we do is we try to cover it up. Because like the physical heart, the spiritual heart is very vulnerable. Your physical heart is covered up. And it's covered up because it's vulnerable. Because you don't want it to get hurt. But if something wounds your physical heart, you're gone like that. Well, our spiritual heart is much the same, and so we don't have physical things to protect it, so we try to protect it in other ways. We try to keep it from being made known. But if we are to really live the lives that we're intended to live, and that's what we're going to find out in the Scripture here, we must allow the Lord to break up the ground of our spiritual heart. The scripture that Shane shared earlier talked about a broken spirit and a contrite heart. A broken spirit. Anytime something is broken, it's not comfortable. I mean, if you were, if you had to have heart surgery, for instance, on your physical heart, it would be very uncomfortable. There'd be a lot of cutting and so on. Very uncomfortable. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to our spiritual heart. When God comes in and He wants to really work on it, it's, it's not comfortable. And the easier thing in the moment is just to cover it up. To not let the thoughts that are going on in that heart be known. That's why words like the Lord shared through Trevor are so important because it speaks to the spiritual heart that we don't want to share with others. Why? Because we've been hurt. And the scripture I want to look at this morning, Jesus compares the spiritual heart to soil. And he compares the word of God to a seed. The Word of God is powerful, and it's able to produce fruit in your life. And what we mean by fruit is we mean things that glorify and honor God and things that change the lives of others for the better. God is able to do that through you, through each one of us. But right now, some of us don't believe that. Because right now, some of us are so focused on the negative thoughts that we have in our spiritual heart that we don't believe it's possible. It is possible. But understand this. We must do preparation in our heart for the Word of God, which is the seed, to really produce all that it is to produce. 
When you go outside Cesar here, we're, we're surrounded in fields. When you see a field that is full of fruit, it is because a lot of work has gone into the soil that you can't see. When you see a life that is producing a lot of fruit, it's because a lot of work has gone into the spiritual heart that's underneath. I mean, again, you know, as Trevor stands up here and, and shares some things, uh, many of you have known him for a number of years now, and look at what God has done, but there's been a ton of work. And I don't want to be, to mean, be mean to Trevor, there's a ton more work to do. And it's the same in me. And it's the same in all of us. But in order for that to happen, here's the key. We must be vulnerable. And that's what you're going to hear from me over and over. We must be vulnerable. But the hard part about being vulnerable is we've all been hurt. We've all had people that when we were vulnerable, they took the opportunity to condemn us. To, to, to really speak something that is not of God into our lives. And when I say that, I'm not talking about conviction. I'm not talking about somebody pointing out when I've got blatant sin. That helps my heart. I need that. But what I'm talking about when somebody says something like, God could never use you. You, you know, you're a loser. You'll never whatever. God can do anything, anything in us when we are open with Him. Now, the scripture we're going to look at this morning is, is familiar for a lot of you. So um, don't let that keep God from really speaking into you this morning, though. The scripture this morning is going to be in Luke 8, Luke 8, beginning in verse 4. Jesus had been sharing a parable, and I, I want to read through it just to... Um, just to kind of refresh your memory here, and then I want to jump into the explanation of it. So Jesus says in verse 5, A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone who has ears to hear should listen and understand. Now before we get into the explanation, there's some things I want to point out here. It's very easy just to go somewhere and start scattering something, okay? That's the easy part. The hard part is the preparation that happens before it. You've got a picture here of a farmer just going out and, and scattering. And he has limited results because not all of the soil has been prepared. It's very easy, okay, relatively easy for you to come in here and to hear the Word of God. There's not a lot of work that goes into it. But I want you to hear this. As powerful as the Word of God is, and it's powerful, we've seen it, it's able to absolutely change lives. It will do nothing for you. 
It will do nothing for you if you will not go through the work of preparing your heart to receive it. You got to hear that. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's, and actually, it will, it will help to harden your heart even more. And that's the first thing I want to talk about is the hardened heart. Because that's the footpath, and that's where Jesus starts off with. In verse 11, he says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Oh, it's the devil's fault. It's not my fault. The devil came and he took it away and he kept it from getting in here. Well, I can keep that from happening. Here's how I keep that from happening. The footpath. What's the footpath? It's where people have walked and walked and walked. What happens to soil when somebody walks and walks over it? gets hard. The Word can't go down in there. So when my heart is so hard that even though the Word is being proclaimed, it does no good because it can't enter it. How can I make it so that the Word can actually enter my heart? I must allow the soil of my spiritual heart to be broken up. And that's not easy, because here's the deal. Again, the footpath. All of us have had our hearts walked on. We've had it walked on, and here's the thing. In order to walk on someone, you've got to be in close proximity. It's not the people that you didn't know that really walked on your heart, even if they spoke negativity on you, it is the people that you were vulnerable to. It's the people that you opened up your heart to, that you cared about, and they walked on you. How did they walk on you? Well, they didn't care or tend for your heart. They were focused on themselves, and they were focused on where they wanted to go. And when I'm focused on where I want to go... I won't even think about what I'm saying and doing to you because I'm focused on one thing. And what will happen is I will walk on others. Some of the footprints on your heart may be from me because I get into that place. I get into that place where I'm focused on whatever it is and I'm not thinking about you. But here's the deal. That's going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. We live in a fallen world. We're broken people. It's going to happen. But here's what has to happen. Just like soil, what would you do with the footpath if you wanted seed to grow? You would cut it with a tool. You would go in and you would work it up. And that's not easy to do. But it's a matter of of really opening it up. And it, it takes me saying, I'm going to do this even knowing that it's going to make me vulnerable and someone might take advantage of it and someone might hurt my heart again. It happens. You know, some of us tough guys, some of us tough guys, the reason that we're, quote, so tough is because we're actually so scared. We're so scared. We're scared somebody's going to hurt us and so we're, we're quiet. 
I'm often known as a quiet person. Why is that? Because I'm protective. It's, it's in my nature. I'm protective, and I'm protected of my heart. And, and I, I don't just easily say what's on my heart because I feel things deeply. But what God continues to show to me over and over is that I must open up. And it's going to mean hurt, yes, at times. But here's the thing. God's always able to heal. And if he's going to produce the fruit that he wants to produce in my life, that's where I've got to go. So, is your heart the footpath right now? If it is, you've got to allow it to be broken up. And you've got to open your heart up. Now he goes into another one. Where's my Bible? The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then fall away when they face temptation. Okay, so we've got soil again. It's not the footpath. It's not all hard. There are some loose places there, okay? But among the soil are also some rocks. Well, guess what? The rock's like the footpath. It's that hard place that grew hard based on negative things that happened in life. And so, even though your heart has enough soil that when you hear the word, you receive it, but here's what happens. As you begin to walk with the Lord, you don't want to address the rocks. And the rocks, again, are those hard places in your life where... You don't want to talk about, you don't want to deal with. I mean, when you talk about soil, if you have rocky soil, the only thing to do is to go out there and pick the rocks up and throw them out. And let me tell you, if, you, if you've ever had to do that, the more people involved, the merrier. And so here's what this means. What can you do if you're in that situation? You must, again, allow other people into your life, people that you can trust, to really begin to look at and remove those hard places. Otherwise, again, you know, you're, you're going to be believing in the Word, you're excited about it, but there are certain places you won't let the Word go. Certain places you won't let the Word go into your heart. You're like, oh, that's, that's a category you can't go into. Well, if you have categories in your life where the Word of God can't go into, those are places that the roots can't go deep, and what's going to happen is you're going to face temptation along the line. We all do. And instead of overcoming, it's going to overcome you because you don't have deep roots. But again, it's a matter of opening up, sharing what's going on in here. And it's a matter of finding people that genuinely care about you, genuinely know the Lord, people that you can trust. But it's always about being open. And I know you hear that from me so much, but it's just... It's so true, just to, to, to be open, to be together. I mean, right now, there's benefit to what's happening in this preaching, okay? But you also need times where you can just be with people and just talk and be open. People who will, will get real with you and that, that you can be open with thoughts you're having in your heart. That that's where you must go. Okay, there's another place. Next. The seed that fell among the thorns 
represents those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. Competition. What is competing with what God wants to do in your life, in your heart right now? Again, in our culture right now, this is, this is how we do life. We have so many opportunities to be involved in so many things. And if you're a parent who has kids, I mean, you want them to have every opportunity. But here's the thing. Even if it's not something bad, okay? Even if it's not something sinful. If it's something that is consuming so much time and so much thought that it is choking out what the Word wants to do in your heart, it's a problem. Do you, do, do you hear that? Because, again, I know I've talked about this, but that's one of the things I saw with this whole pandemic coming through is it really pared down our life quickly. And all of a sudden, it's like you, you step out of the race and you were like, wow, I was going 100 miles an hour. Did I, did I disbelieve God? No, I believed Him. But there was so much else going on competing for the thoughts of my heart that I really couldn't dwell on the Word and really dwell on the things that God wanted to do for me. It's like I, you know, we joke sometimes, I grabbed my Jesus hat and I ran out the door to all my activities that I was doing. I'm not really getting into his presence. I'm focused on all this, but he's coming along with me. Now again, at first, it doesn't appear like a big deal. When you look at a field, okay, and the crops are coming up, you've got good soil, and you're looking at it saying, oh, that's looking good. Now you see a few weeds, and they're coming up, but they're smaller than the plant. And for a while, it really doesn't look like a big deal because it's not really competing. But here's what happens. If we don't keep our eye on it, what happens is it continues to grow and before long, suddenly, it outgrows the plant that God had planted in your heart. And that's why there's continual work that must be done throughout our life. What do you do with that? Well, you've got to go out and you've got to uproot it. You've got to get rid of it. Again, many of these things are not things that are blatant sin. They are just things that are taking so much of your time. I mean, did you ever have something that started off as enjoyment? Some kind of hobby or whatever. You just really enjoyed it. You felt like God gave it to you um, to just kind of relax and, and get away. God does those things. He absolutely does. But then... You became more and more focused on it. It, it happens slowly. You're like, you know, uh, there's some other people over here who, who are interested in that too, and they're doing this event. I'm going to go be a part of that. Well, then they're like, hey, have you heard about this and this and this? And before long, your life is consumed with whatever it was. I mean, the riches that's talked about. Is it wrong to have money? No. But if I'm focused on that, then it's competing with what God wants to do in my life, and that's a problem. Fourth one. Verse 15, And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's Word 
cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Now, I want to key in on that word honest. What's honest? Honest is being open about the thoughts of my heart. And again, that's so hard to do. Because <laughs> if you've been open and honest about things in your heart, you've probably had some people go, <gasps> because our flesh gets involved. And the thoughts of our flesh are just ugly. It's just outright ugly. But the good news is, is that when we receive Jesus, He doesn't cleanse our flesh, but what He does do is give us a new heart. And we, through His Spirit, have the ability to say, flesh, I'm not going to give in to you. I'm not going to obey you. I'm going to obey the Spirit. Now what that means is, is that as long as I'm here, until I see Jesus, I've got this flesh going on. And that flesh is always there, and it has the most terrible thoughts that you can possibly imagine. That's my flesh, and it's yours too. But here's the good news. I don't have to live by that flesh. I don't have to give in to it. I can live by a totally new heart that God wants to give me. But here's the deal. I must be open and honest as the Scripture talks about. I must be open and honest about those things and really allow people to speak into me. And it's, it's a hard thing because what, what happens is, is, again, when we talk about rocks and so on in the soil, it's stuff that's not really seen. We only see the results of it. And so I can kind of hide that and... and you know, to really expose those things and allow it to be dug up, it's really, really hard. And I especially have a hard time seeing it within my own self. I need other people to see it. Um, but getting to that place where we're, we're willing. <laughs> and again, I know I, I harp on this so much, but it's because I just, I see it. You know, I can see in other people, not myself, but I can see in other people the potential that's there for the fruit that could be in their life. But I see there's that rock, or I see there's that other stuff growing up, and they're just, they're not, they're not wanting to deal with it, because they don't have to right now. They can, they can, you know, they can make it through another day, but on down the road, there's going to be a huge impact. You must choose. Okay? I mean, again, God's Word is powerful. It's able to do unbelievable things, but you must choose. Will you open up? Will you allow the rocks to be exposed? Will you do the work to pull up the weeds? Even if you're, you know, unbelievably embarrassed by how big they are, and you want to sit there and say, oh no, no, that's, uh, God planted that. That's, that's actually supposed to be there. And for a moment... That feels better, but in the long run, it takes away from what God wants to do in your life. Again, the way that Jesus speaks this, and he talks about in there, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. He then goes in and talks about why he speaks in parables. It's basically because the one who doesn't want to hear, they're not going to hear. And so, 
I know that I, I'm talking in a sense that I, I'm not, you know, I'm not naming names and saying, here's what you need to deal with. But if you want to be healed, if you want God to deal with these things, He will do it. But you must desire it. If you desire it, He'll do it. He asks you to cooperate in the process. You must cooperate. You must be willing to allow God to come in and to plow the soil of your heart and to work it up and to pull things out. And that means other people, just like you know, God was using Trevor to speak there, God wants to use others in your life, you must open up and we've all got ways to cover it up. Lord, um, thank you that you want to produce such a harvest in our lives. Um, Lord, thank you that you choose to do that. You don't just choose to forgive us and then say, okay, run along. Instead, Lord, you say, you want to produce glory in our lives. You want to produce something um, that makes an impact, something that blesses others. The, the whole reason we have fruit is because it blesses others. It gives life to others. And you want to produce things in our life that are able to give life to others. Lord, we, we want that. So I just pray for anyone whose heart is in the place of the footpath and they're scared and they don't want to open up, Lord. I pray that you would move in them to open up. And for those, Lord, that it's not quite as bad. There's just some rocks in there. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them to open up. And for those who are pursuing so many other things, Lord, that it's choking out what you want to do, I just pray for the courage to, to go in to allow you to tear things up, Lord. Use us, Lord, so that a mighty, mighty harvest can come out of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.